What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Babbles Nonsense Podcast. I'm flying solo today. I am, I don't know about this episode. I'm nervous about it because I'm going to open up as much as I'm willing and able to do about past experiences, childhood trauma, spaces and containers that we hold for each other, what I'm doing in my life to change um, how I act or react or whatnot. But yeah, if you're interested in this, stick around and yeah, here we go. All right, so let's just let's just dive on in. So each solo episode, I tend to open up more and more, but it's also very difficult because anytime someone tells a story, it's always from their perspective, right? Like we have to remember that our perception, our perspective is our reality, and everyone involved in the situation has their own perspectives and their own realities. So everyone's viewpoints and perspectives all matter at the end of the day, even though when it's about us, we can, we tend to be a little selfish, which I think that's normal with anyone. And I don't mean selfish in like you never think of others. I'm just saying when you're in a moment where you're having a disagreement or a conversation, we all tend to be a little bit more on the selfish side because we feel our feelings and we have our thoughts and we have our values and our morals. And of course we make space for other people, but I'm just saying it tends to be a little more selfish because that's your viewpoint. That's what you know, right? But recently I have been going through some family drama. Um, who doesn't? Um, but it's made me do a lot of self-reflection lately. Last week I had a really hard week and my friends were very supportive and there for me and I'm very grateful for them. But it did make me have moments where I was just like, wow, this is all coming to light. Like even though the family drama has been going on for years, ever since I was a child, it kind of made me just open my eyes to other situations in my life and being like, who do I want to be? Where do I want to be? What do I want to get out of this situation? Because that's something I'm trying to do lately. I've always been that way. I've always been like an overthinker and wanting to know the why behind everything. And sometimes it's very annoying, especially for my friends or if I'm dating someone, because I'm always like, just tell me why. Like, if you could just tell me why I could fix it, you know, but sometimes it's not as simple as that. And I'm learning that. I'm learning that working with me and you who's been on the podcast. She's my life coach with my therapist, you know, with the two intertwined together. I think I'm finally making some progress. I think I'm finally able to pinpoint why I am the way I am or why I do the way things I do or why I think the way I think. And that is something to be proud of. I will say that, you know, I've always thought my childhood was not special or it didn't matter what my story was, because we all have stories. I've always said that, like, I'm like, my story doesn't matter. Like we all have stories. So what is mine? What, what, why would mine be any different? It's, it's not been the worst. It's not been the best. It's somewhere in between, but we all are a product of what, who, and where we came from. But what I've discovered more recently is that my story does matter. And I always said it didn't, but it does. And everyone's stories matter. The closer I get in friendships and the more of my story I start telling people like that I share with that are really close to me, my core group of friends, the more people are like, you know, this really explains a lot. I wish you would have told me this sooner. 
And the more I'm able to do that, especially like on this podcast, the more solo episodes I do and the more vulnerable, vulnerable, I don't know why that word is so hard, I can become, the more I'm like, I think I'm finally figuring it out. Not saying I will ever have it finally figured out. I'm just saying I think I'm finally figuring out, you know, what direction in life I want to be, who I want to be, and becoming solid in that. Because we have to become solid in who we are or like, you know, just self-esteem and self-confidence. Like if we're not solid in who we are, then we're going to allow outside influences, family, friends, people you date to change that opinion of yourself, who you want to be. And then you wake up 20 years later and you're like, what the hell? What am I even doing? You know? So let's just go ahead and dive in. I'm just going to get vulnerable about my past. I've spoke here and there about it on the podcast, dived in and out, but I'm just going to go for it. I'm just, I'm going to talk about it. So bear with me if I babble on, because it's not easy to talk about. Um, I grew up very poor. My friends know this. We grew up in trailer parks all the time. We barely had any money for food, bills, you name it. My dad did not contribute to the household at all. He didn't want to work. He just he worked when he wanted to work. So that left my mom to provide for two children, him and herself. Unfortunately, my dad cared more about going to the bar than providing providing for his family, which ultimately left my mom as the sole provider. We ate the same meal every day. We didn't have many outfits, you know, and as a child, you don't really know any different until you're being made fun of at school. Like I got told all the time, like, look at those buddy shoes you're wearing. I was like, what is a buddy shoe? Like, I don't know, Walmart shoes. And now I think it's gotten better, which obviously I don't have kids, so I can't say, but I'll wear, you know, secondhand clothes and like nobody cares. Everyone's like, oh, that's great. You're thrifting. You're saving the planet, (laughs) you know, but overall, like, I remember my dad being verbally and physically abusive to my mom. He was never verbally abusive to me or my sister. He did, you know, obviously we got whippings or whoopings or whatever you want to say. Like we got spanked if we did something wrong. And sometimes if we didn't do something wrong and we were just pissing him off. I was very young when my mom left my dad. I was around five, but I still remember it. I recall instances where I saw him hitting her. I remember I heard yelling one night and I walked into the living room and he was sitting on top of her with his fist in her face. So I definitely was accustomed to some type of abuse from a very early age. I was even made aware of the fact, you know, me and my mom talked when I was younger and I was made aware of the fact that my dad asked my mom to abort me. So as a young child and you're being told this and that that could go either way. Some people might say your mom should have never told you that. Maybe she shouldn't have, but I have the information, so it's neither here or there. But how is one supposed to think if I wasn't even wanted to begin with and here I am, he's this abusive verbal, you know, verbal abusive, physical abusive dude. And then I grow up kind of a few years later when I turned 10, he passed away. I've mentioned that on the podcast before. And He was never really there in the first place, like after my mom left, like he kind of came in and out whenever he wanted to, kind of did the whole typical, like, I'll pick you up at six, never showed up, have us looking out the window type situation. So when my dad passed away from me, in my reality, in my perspective, nothing really changed. He wasn't there anyways. And I had a wonderful stepdad from the age of six. So I didn't feel like I missed out on having a father. But don't get me wrong, you know, my dad passing away obviously had some type of impact on me in some influence that I didn't realize. 
but it just wasn't the same as it was for, I think, my sister. Now, I can't speak for her. I can't tell her story, but I do know. So I was 10 when my dad passed away. My sister's 14, 16 months older than me, and she seemed to have a really hard time with it. Of course, she's older than me, so maybe she had a better relationship with him, but that's just not what I remember or, you know, part of my reality. And so when he passed away, my sister then in turn became very verbally and physically and somewhat emotionally abusive to me, the younger sister. And it wasn't the typical, your sister picks on you, you know, y'all hit each other. It was like fist fighting words that were so damaging. Like I was told on most days, like how stupid, how ugly, how unlovable I was, how no one would ever want me around. And it was not just like a one-time thing. It was all day, every day, most of the time. And when you're growing up, starting at age 10 to 15, like this went on from ages 10 to 15, those are very informative years. You start believing what you're told. Like that's kind of like when you get bullied at school and you just start believing what you're told and your inner child almost stops growing. And that's what they believe. You still grow up and you still become an adult and you're still aware that none of those things are true. But that inner child in you, that subconscious level still believes this. And this is only something I just figured out with working with me and you and my life coach. And it's just like, well, that makes sense. That's why I have self-esteem issues. So Let's heal that inner child. Let's work on that. But it doesn't take away from the fact that that did happen, that that story is important because it makes sense why I ended up having self-esteem and self-confidence issues and having a lot of pick me energy with friends, boyfriends, people I dated, and even with my family most of the time. You know, you can sit there and say, oh, wow, that's awful of your sister to do that. But then... My mom allowed it. And I wouldn't say, quote unquote, allowed it like she just let it happen. But it wasn't being stopped. There was nothing. There was no consequence, which there was no consequences for my sister because she just didn't care. Like, I'm not a parent. Your parents, if you listen to this, you know, some kids just don't respond to anything no matter what you do. So then what do you do? I don't know. I don't know what the right answer was or what the right answer is. But at the end of the day, I'm still this adult feeling like I didn't have that family life or feeling like I wasn't chosen by my own parents. You know, my dad wanted to abort me. My mom allowed this abuse. So was I even wanted around? And I grew up subconsciously thinking this, and I don't think I ever said it out loud until I worked with me and you and my therapist. Like, okay, so that makes sense. Like, it makes sense why I do want people to want me around. And then when I went to college, I had I struggled with that. Because all, all these friends that I had... I'm not saying no one, no one's family's dynamic or childhood is perfect, but the the friends that I had did have pretty good friendships with their parents or friendships with their siblings and had a good family dynamic, you know, the normal bickering and arguing, but had a really good, like can confide. And then they had best friends that they had been friends with forever that they could trust and, you know, that they really loved. And that was wonderful. And it's not, and it was more of a jealousy thing. Like I was jealous of that. And I didn't know how to handle it because I had never kind of went through something like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I have some childhood friends that are great, great. We still talk to this day. I'm just like kind of looking back and taking this one moment, right? But regardless, that's kind of the backstory, just a little snippet. I mean, I'm not trying to say only bad things happened when I was a child or that I didn't have a great experience in college and stuff like that. I had great friends. I've always had great friends. But when it came to that family dynamic, I just thought, you know, this is just what it is. It's what it was. 
But as I've gotten older and more recent events have happened, like just recently last week, I had a really hard week. Me and my sister got into another fight. We've never really gotten along. We've always fought. Like we just don't have the same values, communication styles, if you will. And I think it's just more of a coming to acceptance of that. Like I just have to accept this is the relationship that we have. And we have to hold space and accept people for where they're at in their life. And the same for people with me. People have to accept and hold space for where I'm at in my life. But our most recent interaction last week, when we got in a fight, it was, you know, a fight before my mom's birthday, they were all supposed to come down, have a girl's night. And then it was almost like this epiphany. I don't and I don't know if it's just because I've been working with a life coach for the past two months that I was just like, you know, I don't have to tolerate this. Um, I'm an adult, I get to choose what I tolerate now. And that was the first time I think I'd ever done that. I thought you're just supposed to love your family, you're just supposed to accept it how it is. And that's not true. Like you can, you can accept it for what it is, but you don't have to tolerate it, if that makes sense. But regardless, that fight was very insignificant. But due to my childhood wounds, I no longer wanted to sit back and accept that verbal abuse from my sister. And she may not think she's verbally abusing, abusing me. But like, like I said, at the very beginning, everyone has their own perception of the reality. And this is mine. This is my perception of what happened. So now since since I'm an adult, and even though I'm healing those inner childhood wounds, I still, um, well, I don't anymore. I don't cower down. I fight back. I fight back with words from my truth and my reality. And in this moment with my life coach, I have to make a decision. Like, because I, I, after the fight, I talked to her. I had to make a decision. I have to, you know, do I continue the cyclic abuse or do I move on? Because what I've learned is that people, not even family, have to choose you. They do not have to pick you. They don't even have to love you. Some people's compartments for that capacity is much smaller than others. And I've learned that my compartment and my capacity for loving and giving to anyone, to friends, to family is huge. And I have more depth and understanding and I'm willing to compromise and bend. And I'm not saying that other people aren't. I'm not saying I'm holier than thou or I'm better than anyone. I'm just saying I'm learning that everyone's space is different And some people just don't have it in them to give. Um, An example I can think of is if you're dating someone and you're on different pages, like if I'm wanting a relationship and someone's not, then the capacity that that person has is a friendship. The capacity that I have is a relationship and it's definitely on two different terms. So you're never going to see eye to eye. So that's kind of like an example of what I'm talking about with compartments and capacity. And I never thought about it like that until me and you kind of explain like how everyone compartmentalizes everything and they give to the best of their ability. Now, not everyone does. I mean, some people could give better. They just don't want to. There is a want and a, you know, in there as well. You have to want to and you also have to be able to and be willing to. I mean, someone could say like all of this makes me passive, but I say it's growth. I say I'm growing. I'm kind of coming into my own and knowing who I want to be and where I want to go with my friendships. But with this recent fight with my sister and then my mom was involved, you know, like I still didn't feel like she heard me. And when I don't feel heard, I get very upset. Um, But with this recent fight, which was way too, it's way too long to dive into the like nitty gritty of it all. And it's really not my full story to tell. I'm just telling kind of like bits and pieces of it. But it just really made me start reflecting this past week on other relationships in my life, whether that be friendships, other family members, you know, people I may or may not want to date in the future. It just made me really sit down and go, 
what is it that I truly want? I started to realize that I wanted to be a better friend. Like I want to always be 100% true to myself, which has made me reach out to people recently and just want to make amends. And it's people I feel necessary. Like if I've done something that I personally feel like I've hurt someone in some way, then I want to make amends with that because I don't want to be a mean girl. I don't want to be like my sister and be verbally or physically abusive. And you don't have to do it to someone's face. You can do it behind their back. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt them just as much. And then I started thinking like, wow, like I'm this hurt from my family member. And I consider now like my friends, my family, because that's what I've adopted. And I'm just like, I would never want to hurt my friends. So like this, like with like this fight with my sister, like I would never want someone to feel like I'm feeling right now, like where you're alone and you just don't have no one to talk to about it or you just can't make sense of the situation. So I'm starting to be like, maybe I should hold space and hold much more capacity and have a bigger container to give everyone the benefit of the doubt or to allow them to express themselves and listen. And this is something uh, in book club this past weekend where we were talking, I didn't read the book per usual, (laughs) but it sounded like a really good book. And it was talking kind of about hurt people, hurt people. And somebody said, made a comment like, yeah, when we listen to other people, we're not listening to hear them. We're listening to respond because we're always 30 seconds ahead or whatever it is. And as someone hasn't even completed their sentence, either we're trying to finish their sentence and guess what they're going to say, or we're sitting there thinking like your response to what they just said without truly listening to their needs, their wants, their inflection, because maybe if we listened all the way to the end and paused and took a beat, We might feel differently or we might have a different conversation and communication out of it. With all that being said, though, like I'm not perfect by any means. I say and do shit wrong all the time. I'm constantly saying the wrong things and ending up regretting it later. But what I have learned is that intentions behind the situation matter. And even if something has gone wrong or I've said something wrong or I've hurt someone's feelings, Just because my intention was pure doesn't mean it doesn't take away from their feelings. It doesn't mean that they're not hurt. Like, like I said earlier, like when me and my sister were kind of fighting back and forth and I no longer wanted to, to accept that. And I said things back, I said hurtful things back, but that doesn't mean that just because we don't get along or we don't hold space for each other that I couldn't at the end of the conversation say, which I did look when we've both calmed down, I really feel like we could talk this out. But what I've also learned is that I'm a fixer and I want to fix everything. And I know when I've done something wrong, I want to apologize immediately. And just because I want to apologize and just because I want to fix things doesn't mean someone else does. Doesn't mean that someone's going to accept your apology. Doesn't mean someone's going to want to be your best friend again or want to have a Um, a relationship with you again. And that's something that's really hard for me to accept. And I'm having to work on it a lot lately because I'm sorry doesn't always work. Sometimes you have to prove yourself to people. You have to regain trust. You have to, you know, decide how you can hold space for friends. I know me and one of my really good friends um, that I used to work with at the hospital had recently also got into a disagreement and we had to take space from each other and be like, do we even, do we even hold space for each other? Or do, is this relationship even worth it in my life? And we, we did, we sat down like weeks later and was able to be like, you know, I think we need to accept each other for where we are in our lives. And I think that we can 
grow from this and just hold space for where we're at. And if it gets too much, we communicate that, which I'm babbling and I said I wouldn't do. So sorry about that. But going back to what I was saying, I was saying like intentions does matter. Um, It doesn't mean that everyone has to accept it. But to me, intention is like, what was the motivation? You know, were you trying to be a good person? Were you trying to hurt someone? Like, what was the motivation behind the intention? And if I can check my own boxes of what I'm feeling for me, then that's the best that I can do within my capacity in my container. And if I'm doing the best that I feel like I can do, and I know that looking back, then for me, I have to let the other bullshit just go. And I have to stop thinking and caring so much about what other people are going to think if I move this way or if I move that way. And I have to stop. I guess it's people pleasing. Like I have to honestly think about myself, you know, and that does sound selfish, but we do. We have to think about ourselves sometimes in situations and be like, did we do the best we could let the other person think on what you said? And if they want to come and speak to you, then that's okay. Because at the end of the day, we cannot and will not make everyone happy. We just won't. We're going to continue to disappoint people. We're going to continue to fail. We will fight with people. We will argue with them. But what you do with all of that is where you're left standing at the end of the day. If you take five steps forward and two back with each life lesson, whether that be with family, friends, significant others, or work even, well, I'd say you're doing well because still at the end of the day, you're three steps ahead. And if you do that in every situation, you're going to keep getting farther and farther ahead. I used to think that if the, if the growth wasn't linear and it wasn't going straight up, then I wasn't growing. But if you think about like a graph, like going up and down, like mountain hills, that's life. And as long as it's slowly, the mountain hills are going up each time, then you are going to fall back a few times and you are going to go back to old habits and you are going to do things that you wish you wouldn't do. But with the caveat of that, not everyone has to accept those intentions, that capacity, that container, that love, that apology. I was saying that earlier, not everyone has to accept it. And that's the hardest pill to swallow. You know, always thought if I had good intentions, people could see that. And then, you know, it would be like, oh, well, your intentions are good. No, that's not the case. (laughs) But with all of that in summary, like I invite you to reflect on your past traumas, your childhood, how you were raised, how you grew up. Your story does matter. It's made you who you are. Are you where you want to be? Can you be doing more? Are you happy with it? Are you happy with yourself? And if you are at the end of the day and you've checked all your boxes and you're choosing yourself, then what's it matter? What's it, what does it matter? Because life is fucking hard anyways without all the other bullshit in between. So you have to choose yourself. And that's something I learned like going through all this childhood. Like that's why I started out with my childhood because I never, I always thought my parents were supposed to choose me. And then I thought my friends were supposed to choose me. And then I'm realizing, well, no, because if I don't choose me, why would anybody else choose me? And that's something I didn't want to do for a long time because I didn't want to be quote unquote selfish. I thought if I chose myself, then I was selfish, but it's not. It's love. It's self-esteem. It's self-confidence, you know? And at the end of the day, when you go to bed at night, whether you're in a relationship or you're not, you're stuck with your thoughts. You're stuck with yourself and your spirituality and God and whatever you believe in the universe. You're stuck with that. So you have to be okay with how you feel and how you interact. And that's it. 
that's all I have for you today. I'll end it right there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love it if you liked, rate, subscribe to the podcast. I would even love it if you shared it with a friend um, because that gets the podcast out there to other people. But until next time, guys, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to me babble, especially about something so vulnerable. And I hope it made some sense because I was all over the place there for a little bit. But until next time, guys, as always, bye.